Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today, I want to talk about a facet of spirituality, and that is self-doubt. Now, self-doubt is not the same thing as imposter syndrome, and I've talked about that one in previous podcasts. And of course, we all have self-doubt anyway, but I'm going to talk about it specifically as it relates to your spiritual path. Because while self-doubt can get in your way, self-doubt can also be an ally. So let's talk about this a little bit. So when a person gets on a spiritual path, or if they've been on for a while and you're doing the things, you're doing meditation, or you're reading books, or you're going to church, or you're listening to podcasts and watching YouTube, however you're getting your spiritual input, at some point you're going to be saying, well, this person's saying this, and I should be doing this, and I should be doing that. In other words, you start to decide that you're supposed to be doing it a certain way because of the other people that you're listening to or you're reading. And on one level, sure, there these are suggestions. These are ways to uh, be on a spiritual path and to expand your consciousness, like meditation is one. And already, see, here we are, because the first thing I've mentioned is meditation. And so many people get wound up about themselves and have start having self-doubts about their spiritual path because they either can't find a way to meditate, they don't find the time to meditate, they don't like to meditate, I could go on, you get the idea. So then there's this thing of beating yourself up because you're not doing it the way that they say we're supposed to. And I'm going to tell you right now, the first rule of being on a spiritual path is doing it your way, doing it the way that resonates with you. Of course, there are techniques and, and processes that you can follow but blindly following them simply because somebody else said you should is not the way to expand your own consciousness because you're right there, you're trying to force yourself into a box that may or may not work for you. In fact, actually putting yourself in a box isn't the coolest thing anyway. But when you're trying to force yourself into a way of being that is not natural for you, then you're, you're, you're holding yourself back. You're not, you're not growing in the way that you would want to. And then that creates even more self-doubt. And that's part of the negative part of the self-doubt. It's like, I'm not doing it right. Well, maybe you're not doing it right because it's not a natural way for you to do it. Now let's go back to meditation. If you read books on meditation, you listen to lecture, whatever, you're often going to hear, sit down once or twice a day and meditate for 20 minutes. I don't know. Any, well, I probably know people who do it, but they don't talk about it. I don't do that. I am not built to do that. I have my own meditation schedule. And actually, that's not even true. I don't have a schedule. I meditate when I need to. I meditate when I have time to. And that could mean that I will go one or two days without spending any what you would consider significant time in meditation. That does not mean, however, that I'm not having a conversation with what I call God or spirit. I am always in connection with that. And probably that's partly because I've been doing this for so many years. Partly that's the way I am built. Other people need to actually take that time to sit down, take themselves apart in order to feel the connection. Now for me, 
if I were to sit down and meditate every day, I'd be a lot calmer. I probably wouldn't be talking as fast. And it might be better for me. But I have found a way to work with all of this that works for me and keeps me in connection and keeps me centered and keeps me focused. When I really need to, man, I go into it. And that's because when I was younger, I did do more concentrated meditation. And I know that it's that quiet place is there and I know how to access it fairly quickly. So part of it is learning, part of it is practice. And but most of it is how does it work for you? Is sitting down in the silence the best thing for you? Is sitting down surrounding yourself by music better for you? Is going out into your garden? I know people who absolutely get the deepest meditative experience out of being outside and digging in the dirt and planting flowers and, you know, doing all of that connecting with the earth thing. There's there's all kinds of rules out there, but they're not your rules. They don't have to be your rules. Take whatever it is that is coming to you and use it your way. You know, use it the way they say it first and then adapt it to what feels most comfortable for you. And after you start finding a way to have your connection, whether it's meditation or singing or whatever that connection is, then you can start to work with spirit more. And by that, I mean, ah, how do I explain this? The way I work with spirit is I'm always sort of having this conversation in my head and I actually ask questions. It might even be as simple as should I turn left or right here? And I know that sounds silly, uh, like I'm asking God which way to go, but it's not that. It's my conversation with my intuition. And already I can hear someone saying, but I don't have any intuition. We all do. We all have that feeling inside us. And we have the opportunity to learn to listen to that. And for me, that is listening to spirit. For me, my intuition and spirit or, or God are all the same thing. And I can't, I can't separate them out anymore. And that doesn't mean I don't have self-doubt as well. I don't have self-doubt anymore about how I am following my spiritual path. But I still sometimes wonder if, like when I'm doing a podcast like this, am I saying anything that is really going to be helpful? And yes, I get feedback that says it is. But still, I am doubting my myself and am I doing it the way I'm supposed to do? Is there a proper way to do a podcast? And am I doing it that way? And am I allowing spirit to run through me the right way? So you see how that can get in your way? Is like, okay, I'm listening to spirit, but am I doing it right? Well, of course you are. If you're stopping to listen, you're doing it right. Then once you've listened and you've gotten some sort of intuition, idea, message, however it comes to you, then it's like, well, am I doing that right? And I'll give you an example. I um, have done a lot of what I call spirit writing. Some people call it automatic writing, but I call it spirit writing because I do it in conjunction with spirit. I sit down and I kind of turn off my brain and I just write. And I actually have enough to make a book. And people are waiting for this book. I mean, they're not sitting on the edge of their chair or anything, but it's like, when's this going to come out? And I keep going back and forth about whether 
I should put it out the way it came through me, or if I should rewrite it in a little bit more accessible language, because the language that comes through is a little well convoluted and a little bit formal. And so rather than doing anything, um, I get filled with self-doubt about how it should go out. And so I freeze. I don't do anything. And at, just before I sat down to do this podcast, I made a note. And the note was apparently a message to me, and I'm going to share it with you, is that when you have self-doubt about something, especially in spirituality, like, am I going to meditate correctly? Or am I going to pray correctly? Or am I going to do whatever correctly? Just do it. It's better to do something than to not do anything at all. Because at least you're making that effort to connect with spirit. And the truth is, is that we're always connected. There's never no, there's never a disconnection. It's just that we're not aware of the connection and we have to bring ourselves back and go, oh yeah, it's sort of like going and, hey, is the computer plugged in? Yes, it's plugged in. Well, why am I not getting anything? Well, maybe the monitor's not on. And when you turn on the monitor, expand your awareness, there you are, and you have, quote, reconnected. Another aspect of the self-doubt thing is, is that another thing that we do to ourselves is when we get into self-doubt, then we start beating ourselves up for having doubts about ourselves and not trusting ourselves. Understand that self-doubt is normal and it can be healthy because when we are in, in, in self-doubt, if we stop and think, okay, now why am, I, why am I doubting myself? Where is this coming from? What's going on? then that takes you into a deeper conversation with yourself where you can start to discover where your blockages are, how you have set up your limitations, how you, you get in your own way and how you let the, the world get in your way as well. And all of this applies to me. I mean, when I sit down and look at this whole book thing and I wonder how, if I'm ever going to actually do it or if it's just going to sit there and, you know, 50 years after I've died, someone's going to find and say, hey, this, this was probably pretty good. I look at where that comes from. And that comes from uh, my wanting to be a writer as a child. And not only did I not get encouraged, it was ignored. I wasn't even discouraged. I was completely ignored. And I take that and it's like, I'm not looking at that from what people did to me. I'm looking at it, at it from what I did to my, what I did with it, what I did to myself during with that, that experience and how I let it get in my way now and how I have let it build up so much self doubt. And that self doubt is directly connected to my spiritual path because this writing is spiritual work. And so I get to look at that and work through that. Another way that self-doubt creeps in is when you are doing something spiritual, uh, whether it's meditating or whether you're having a conversation with someone else or kind of counseling someone else and saying, this is what my spiritual experience is. And the thought is, who am I to do this? Who am I to tell other people about spirituality? Who, you know, what business do I have to be talking about this. And in some cases, some people even go into, 
Who am I to think I can even be spiritual? Who am I to think I can meditate? Who am I to try to have a conversation or a connection with God or spirit or the divine? And that's where the real work gets to starts happening is when you are saying, who am I to do this? That's the greatest th- gift that self-doubt can give you if you choose to stop and think about that. Just the fact that you have the capacity to have a spiritual idea, just the fact that you have the capacity to get quiet and connect with that that inner place that has not been disturbed by the outside world, that is who you are to be able to talk about spirituality. That is who you are to be able to engage in a spiritual path because we are, we are divine beings, not in the sense of being God and knowing everything, but we are an expression of the divine force. How else could we be here? And the divine force expresses itself through every cell and atom in our body. It expresses through our emotions, through our intellect, through our love. It even expresses through our dislike of certain things. So when you come into self-doubt and say, who am I to do this? The answer is, I am who I am right now, and I deserve to have a spiritual life. I deserve to be completely aware of my connection with spirit. And honestly, it's more than deserving. It's almost an obligation because when you're in connection or aware of your connection with spirit, that is when you begin to know who you really are. And when you know who you really are, self-doubt takes a step back. I'm not going to say that self-doubt always goes away completely. I don't think that's possible for any human being. And in fact, there is quite a lot of danger in becoming too overconfident, too full of yourself, too sure of yourself. Because when that happens, you don't stop to ask questions anymore. And when you're not stopping to ask questions, you're really not paying attention. When you stop to ask a question, it's because you were paying attention and something has come across your awareness that you either don't understand or simply want more clarity on. So a little self-doubt once in a while can be healthy, but of course you don't want to live there all the time either. But I want to go back just for a second to talk about this doing doing spirituality right thing and following the rules One of the reasons you may be listening to this podcast is because you um, either have come away from a religion that had a lot of rules, or you're just a person who doesn't want to engage in that kind of uh, spiritual teaching in the first place. There's a difference between rules and guidelines, or simply suggestions. And I like the idea of guidelines the best because I can sit down and I can tell you what I do to meditate, or I can tell you what I do when I sit down to to do spirit writing, or what I do when I prepare a talk. I can tell you how I do those things. I can tell you what it's like for me to go through that process, but I'm a completely different person than you are. And so my process may or may not work for you. It's really important 
and I know I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I, it's just so important to understand how unique each one of us is when it comes to our relationship with the divine. No two of us ever has the same exact experience. Yes, we can find a way to talk about it. It's like, oh yes, I've, you know, when I was meditating, I had this floating sensation and maybe I this happened or that happened. And you might be able to say yes, and I had something similar to that. But it will be unique for you. And that is the right thing for you. A lot of people don't like to talk about their spiritual experiences, the things that happen when they're meditating or when it's really quiet, because they think it's weird or odd, and they won't, don't want other people to think that they've just gone screwy. Well, when they do talk about it, they'll find out that other people have had similar experiences. And then when they all try to talk about it, it's like, well, I don't know what that is, but I get it, and I don't think, I don't think you're crazy. And I'm not sure that this part's making sense, but this is what's coming out of my mouth. So I'm going to go with it. And that's one of the other things that I have learned is when I am talking like this, I can start to get into real self-doubt about, is it making any sense? And then I will go back and I will listen to it. I will read it. And it actually did. And I'm also very surprised at that. And so the other part of it is trust. Once you have a little bit of practice at this, and I know... You, if you've been listening for a while, and or if you're attracted to this podcast at all, you probably have been on a spiritual path for a while, and you probably have, you may have some experience with this. And if you haven't, if you're brand new, that's great too. But the more you do this, the more you just go out and play with it, play with meditation. You know, meditation, prayer, any kind of connecting with spirit doesn't have to be dreary and serious and, oh my goodness, we have to do it right. There's joy, there's fun. Spirit has the best sense of humor in the universe. I can tell you that because I look at my life and go, yeah, spirit has a sense of humor. So I guess what I really want to say today is that if you have self-doubt about your spiritual path, good for you. If you get stuck in your self-doubt, we maybe we should have a chat. Self-doubt can spur you on. It can help you ask the kind of questions you need to ask. It is normal. It means that you're not so full of yourself and sure of yourself that you're not paying attention anymore. I am also pretty darn sure that there is no one up in the sky with a big book keeping track of everything that you do and say. And I'm also pretty sure there's no dude up there with wings who's saying, well, they didn't do that right today. I'm not sure what we're going to do about them. We are here to learn. We are here to experiment. We are here to experience. And the truth is, is that there is no requirement to be on a spiritual path at all. What I have found, and many people that I know have found, is that having some sort of a spiritual aspect in your life improves the quality of life. We don't do it because we have to. We do it because we want to. We do it because our life is much better that way. It does not mean that we don't have uh, problems. It doesn't mean that the challenges don't come up. It does not mean that we don't have self-doubt. 
It means that we uh, become equipped to deal with the self-doubt. We come equipped to ask the questions. We are equipped to work through challenges and know that they're not permanent. And so the next time you are engaging in some aspect of your spiritual practice, whether it is classes or meditation or reading, whatever you're doing, and you feel that self-doubt about who am I to do this, take a step back. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're feeling. You might even want to write down, I am doubting myself right now because, and look at that list, and then... Take that into your method of contemplation, a method of being quiet, and give it up, give it up to spirit and see what happens. It can be the most amazingly insightful experience when you allow yourself doubt to speak to you. Self-doubt is a messenger. It's not a blockage. It's a messenger. And when you remember that, and see that as a messenger, you will begin to step back from the fear of self-doubt, from the fear of doing it wrong, and open yourself up to the even greater message of life and love and light and joy. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.